Welcome to the Chase MedSearch Podcast, the place where we dive deep into the medical device sales industry by discussing the current trends, timeless philosophies, and amazing experiences that shape our niche of the industry. Join me, Jordan Chase, on a guided tour as I speak with established sales leaders and professionals as they share stories that will help you get in, stay in, and thrive in your medical device sales career. Let's start the show. Welcome back to the Chase MedSearch Podcast. Great to be back with you and uh, recording another session here. Excited to have our guest on today. We're going to talk about returning to the workforce after taking some time off to start a family. This is a hot, hot topic of discussion amongst employers, candidates, recruiters. I want to get into all that today, but first I want to welcome our guest, Allison Sadoff. She's a new account manager for IWP. She was born and raised in Colorado with an educational background. That was her set of studies at Texas A&M. She has experience as a realtor, stay-at-home mom, payroll sales rep, and a teacher. Allison, welcome to the Chase MedSearch Podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you on and uh, learn more about your background and chat with you. Obviously, uh, my brother Julian knows your background quite well because uh, we are blessed enough to have worked with you and placed you at your new employer. So uh, we're excited about seeing what you're going to do in your career there. And I know they are too, but maybe just to start with, you said in our intro that you're from Colorado. That's where you grew up? Yes. I am a Colorado native, grew up here um, and then found myself in Texas for college. Yeah. You went to Texas A&M. I did. Aggies. Yeah. Gig'em. Yeah. (laughs) Gig'em. There you go. Yeah. That's, that's (laughs) man. Do you have your class ring on today? Um, part of being a mom is sometimes your hands grow (laughs) and unfortunately my hands grew. And so it does not fit me. I'm hoping to get it resized soon though. (laughs) Yeah. Cause that's kind of mandatory around here in Texas is that Aggies wear the ring. Aggie ring. Aggie ring. You got to wear it. Yep. It's very important. It is a thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not from Texas. Uh, I live here now, obviously love my Aggie friends and Boy, you talk about an extraordinarily powerful alumni network, a cohesive, tight unit of people. It is Texas A&M. It definitely is. Yeah, I loved it. It was an amazing experience and hoping to go back soon and bring my kiddos back with me. Yeah. In terms of activities, I think you were on the cheerleading squad there, weren't you? I was. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know this, but Texas A&M, they have yell leaders and they get quite a bit of flack, but they have a military background. It used to be an all-male school, so they are heavy in tradition, and so they do not allow cheerleaders on the field. So I was a strictly competitive cheerleader. So we would just go to the big competitions in Daytona and then work on that all year. And mm. the program has really grown, and they've actually won nationals. Mm-hmm. They won last year, and I think they've won it two or three other times as well. Yeah, that sounds like a, a really strong program. Were you a, a in competitive cheer growing up then, obviously, in order to make that in college? Yeah, I I did um, cheerleading in a high school as well. But prior to that, I was a gymnast. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, excellent. So you went to Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. And what was, what's your degree in? 
it's weird. It's called interdisciplinary studies. And that is a fancy word for I was certified to teach fourth through eighth grade, Mm -hmm. but I took the certification to teach K through six. So yeah, pretty much education. Gotcha. Great. So that was something you'd been wanting to do and have as a career. And Mm -hmm. I think you got involved in doing that right after graduation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I loved teaching. I still think I have a passion for it. And it just worked out that the school that I was at was really far north in Denver. We moved really far south. I wanted to try something new, mm-hmm. sales specifically. So I just switched careers to see if I would like that. And I did. But yeah, I loved teaching. It definitely gives you a purpose every day and changing kiddos' lives. is There's nothing better. Yeah, that's great. Well, that's a nice segue because sales is what we're about here in in a major way on, on the Chase MedSearch podcast. <laughs> yes. Obviously, our business, too, is recruiting sales reps and sales support people and clinical specialists and things like that. And you selected one of the best sales organizations in the world, which is Paychex. Uh, I love Paychex people. Uh, I don't work with Paychex, obviously, but I do love, love, love talking to Paychex reps. And you went there. How did you first decide that you wanted to try sales? My dad has been in medical sales for, I think, 40 years, wow. maybe a little more. Um, my brother is also in medical sales. Mm-hmm. I know it's really hard to just jump right into medical sales unless you're coming from an internship or straight out of college. So I knew I needed to get some sales background under my belt, especially coming from teaching. Mm-hmm. I had a couple of friends that worked at Paychex and they loved their manager. They really liked their job. And so I, I learned a little bit more about it and I, I got a job there. But I knew I wanted every day to be different. Mm-hmm. I knew I was very type A organized. I loved talking to people, building relationships. I knew I could never be in a cubicle. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it seemed like the right fit for me. Yeah. Yeah. What was the interview process like with paychecks? I was pretty lucky in that, like I said, I had a couple of friends that worked there. Mm -hmm. So I just sent my resume over to them and they showed their manager. Their manager was like, come on in next week. So I think I had two or three interviews with them, just the different managers and started with them, I think a couple of weeks right after that. Um, It wasn't super extensive, Mm -hmm. but it was definitely a different process than what I was used to with teaching. Yeah. I wasn't giving like lesson plans or anything. (laughs) Right. It sounds like they saw enough in you to move ahead and hire you, obviously, uh, and really not put you through a grinder of an interview process. Yeah, I was lucky because I know it wasn't Mm -hmm. like that with everybody. That's unique. Talk to us about your time at Paychex. What was that like? Maybe from day one, the training process. What did that look like? Mm-hmm. I had a whirlwind experience at Paychex, but it started off really great. I, like I said, I had an amazing manager that I'm really thankful for that I learned a ton from. He was very hands on in that, like, he, he knew that everybody on his team learned differently and sold differently. So he learned a lot about us and was able to kind of cater to what worked best for us and mm-hmm. gave us that hands on experience, I guess. But it was a lot, the beginning part was a lot of studying, a ton of studying. Mm-hmm. You had to know the nitty gritty. You had to know the math behind payroll. Okay. And then we went out to Rochester for two weeks straight mm-hmm. where I was in a classroom of 70 plus other reps, eight to five in the classroom for two weeks straight. We had to take a big test at the end. And um, you obviously had to pass that. It felt like I was in college again. <laughs> <laughs> Did everybody make it through? There were a few people that didn't actually. Mm, yeah. The younger ones that 
went on a trip for the first time. And <laughs> I don't think they studied very hard. And yeah, so there were a few that didn't make it through, but they explored the nightlife of Rochester a little too much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the majority made it through, but it, it's interesting. I mean, Paychex gives you an amazing background in sales. They definitely train you in the cold calling aspect, give you confidence in that. And I think for a lot of people, they used it as a stepping stone, which it is a great stepping stone. But I think I was one of the last ones out of my training class that was there. Mm-hmm. The other interesting part was COVID happened. So our job of being out and about changed. Yeah, yeah. And it was in the office at home all the time. Mm-hmm. So that was a big change for me. Obviously, people sure. weren't needing to pay their employees as much. Mm-hmm. So dealing with those challenges. And then I got pregnant and had a baby. So that really changed things as well. And that's where my end at paychecks kind of happened as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we'll get into all that. But just to camp out just for a second more or two on the paychecks experience, mm-hmm. what was it like getting that job and hitting the street? So you make it out of training. You did. It sounds like you did online studying and modules and training in the field. Then you go in for two weeks to Rochester and you make it out of that. Now you hit the street. You're certified payroll salesperson. What was that like in terms of calling on businesses, calling on business owners? Obviously, you're during COVID, so you couldn't do as much, but you did some of that for sure. What was that like? (laughs) It was uh, definitely out of my comfort zone. You had to kind of just push yourself to be like, well, the worst thing they can say is no. Mm -hmm. And my manager always told me no means not yet. So you can always just be polite, Mm -hmm. never and like a bad taste in their mouth by any means and just leave them wanting a little bit more if they say no. So just I think overcoming that like fear or nervousness of like putting yourself out there by yourself for the first time, knowing all this information, being confident in that um, really grows your confidence in the sales aspect, mm-hmm. but also building relationships. And I talked a lot about that in the interviews leading up to the, the role that I'm currently in. Yeah. Communication I've learned is just crucial. And it's kind of a lost art in some people. Mm -hmm. The thank you notes, the just checking back in, the just the easy things that I was just ingrained with. Mm -hmm. My mom had me writing thank you notes when I was like six. So it's just always kind of been a part of me. But I know it doesn't come natural all the time. And just keeping that communication up has been so important. And that was really a big part of building relationships at Paychecks. Our, Our referral partners were specifically like CPAs and bankers. And the fact that I'd show up every week or send them a newsletter was really made all the difference in my ability to sell. Mm-hmm. The human touch. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also key in the interview process, too, is um, how many, many people have lost jobs for failure to send a thank you email. Yeah. Yep. It, it yeah. It sure is. I believe that. Just extending our time on paychecks a little more because mm-hmm. I, I really love this experience and I am often referred people, many, many people right out of school. I just had a conversation prior to this podcast with someone who just graduated from Texas A&M. Oh, nice. Bright, talented person. And I told her, go to paychecks or go to ADP or go to <laughs> CentOS, Enterprise, you know, go somewhere and figure out if you like sales before you approach or try or attempt medical sales. And I know not everybody will agree with that, but I feel very strongly about it. Mm-hmm. What do you think was the most valuable experience you gained out of paychecks and having been there? Was it the follow-up? 
or what was it? I mean, I think, like I said, that was kind of ingrained in me. I think the most valuable thing is gaining that confidence, Mm -hmm. being able to go in and have confidence in yourself and your product or your service and being able to just go go up to anybody you meet and being able to have a conversation Mm -hmm. with them, build that relationship. Like I said, I was, I was a teacher before. So my, my communication was with seven year olds. (laughs) So Right. Yeah. In some ways, a more difficult audience. Agreed. Agreed. They're very honest. Mm -hmm. So I think just having the confidence to go in and be like, I'm going to shoot my shot. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to try my hardest. I'm going to put my best foot forward and do everything I can to get the sale. I think with kids, like you, you aren't always like that. I mean, you're, Mm -hmm. it's baby steps with kids and with sales, it's like you're all in immediately. Yeah. So I think gaining that confidence in that aspect. That's great. I think that really helped. So you started a family after working for a while at Paychex. I did. It's a big step. (laughs) Yes. So when you made that decision, you also stepped out of the workforce. Is that right? I did. Uh, Like I said, at Paychex, COVID happened. Mm -hmm. And so I was on the computer from like eight till five every day in an office. And I do not do well in that Mm -hmm. way. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I needed to move around and the world was not moving around. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I had a little baby right next to me. Yeah, You had a really hard time finding daycare or finding childcare. You didn't know the state of the world. So my husband and I had the discussion. We decided I would take some time off, help Mm -hmm. raise my baby. Then I had another one. (laughs) So I feel really blessed that we were able to have me stay home with the kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just so we have the the timeline, you had two children in the span of two and a half years? (laughs) I did. Yes. They're 21 months apart. Wow. That's great. It was quicker than we thought, but (laughs) we are all done now and i'm really happy that i got the chance to be with them during their early years and Mm -hmm. hang out with them a lot so that was fun yeah that's great so stepping away from the workforce is tough for a lot of folks um so you're raising kids i think you also did did you do some real estate during that time i did like broker stuff online yeah so my mom's a real estate agent Mm -hmm. And I've always loved the industry. I feel like I've had like three passions, sales, teaching, and and real estate. Mm -hmm. And it shows on my resume. And so, yeah, I got my license. I was able to kind of do the the coursework at home, got the license. And and my my first year, I I did pretty good. I had four transactions in six months and was really happy about that. And then 2023 happened and the market is done pretty terribly. <laughs> so yeah. haven't had as much experience as I would have liked, but I liked it while I did it. It was definitely more part-time, mm-hmm. which is exactly what I wanted while I had my kiddos home. So yeah. When did you start thinking about coming back to the workforce and doing outside sales? I knew I always wanted to try medical sales specifically. Just like I said, my dad has been involved in it and my brother has been involved in it. While I do love the the background that I have with paychecks. Mm-hmm. I did not have a passion for payroll by any means. I need that purpose in my life like I did with teaching. And I feel like in medical sales, you do have that purpose of being able to help somebody change their life and some jobs save their life. And so I, I needed that purpose. And I felt like this would be a great job to get back into, I guess. Mm-hmm. When you decided to come back, 
how did you start that process? Uh, were you sending resumes out, applying online? Uh, what was that process like for you? I know a number of people that find it very discouraging when they try to come back. It is. Yeah, it can be super discouraging. I took advice from my dad, applied for probably, I don't know, 60 jobs. Yeah. <laughs> LinkedIn as well. But like I said, the biggest thing was communication. If it showed who was in charge of the hiring or whatever, sending them a follow-up in mail on LinkedIn, calling people, figuring out who else worked there, researching and stalking on LinkedIn, trying to figure out who's the hiring manager, who's the account manager type thing and communicating with that. But it was it was almost like a full-time job trying mm -hmm. to like investigate and find how I can get this specific job, how I can make myself look different because I know my resume is very unique. I know that people want a like extensive sales background and mine is weird mm -hmm. <laughs> for lack of a better word. Yeah. And so I just needed someone to talk to me. I, mm -hmm. I needed to get my foot in the door. And I knew that if I talked to somebody, I could convince them or I could show them why I would be a good fit. And so getting that first step was difficult. It was really, like you said, kind of discouraging in some mm -hmm. ways. I interviewed with a couple other companies and made it through a few rounds. And in the end, they went with other people that already had medical device experience. And so, I mean, I can't argue with that. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. it, it makes sense why, why they would do that. But I just kept plugging along and kept trying and kept reaching out to anybody that I could and came across you guys. And I was very thankful for that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever feel like when you were interviewing or talking to people during an interview process, obviously not the one that you came through with us because mm -hmm. you got the job, but yeah. others, that perhaps your decision to step out of the workforce for a time to start a family was being held against you? Yes, because I was always questioned about it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it was held against me. People, I was very thankful, like the maybe one company held it against me, but the other one was like totally understanding. I was super lucky. His wife had been a teacher, mm -hmm. like he had a family. So I was like, okay, that's perfect. But another company, like I could tell the person didn't have a family. They, they didn't understand. Yeah. So I think it just depended on who I was working with. But like I did have a, a definite gap in my resume mm -hmm. and you can't put stay at home mom on your resume. I mean, I guess you could, but some do. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could, I don't know. I felt silly doing it. So even though I feel like it prepared me for everything more than yeah. any other job has, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll see it sometimes on resumes where someone says CEO of like the chase household or something like that. And <laughs> I like, it. I know what that means. You know, yes. I, I get it. And I, and I, I think there is a, uh, a powerful and compelling argument that someone has to hold the ship together. You totally. know, if, yeah. yeah, the spouse is out working and someone's staying home and things like that. And I get it. It's it's everybody struggles, it seems like, to convey how to put that together. But I've always felt the argument is, does this person have the skill set and did they have it before they decide to step out of the workforce? Because if they do and they did, then I doubt that they've lost it starting a family. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that you need to give them a chance. Absolutely. And uh, especially when the job and the fit and the skill set seems to align and match up taking a couple year absence or however long it's been. I just don't, yeah, it's never resonated with me that that somehow means that we should think less of this person as a candidate. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know. and what I, I, I never said in the interviews, but I, I wanted to say like, 
I will bring a maturity and a motivation that maybe other reps won't have. Mm -hmm. The motivation of, say, someone that doesn't have kiddos yet or isn't married or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they might want to buy their first house. Absolutely. Like that. Those are huge goals. Those are amazing. Maybe a newer car, newer something. I remember at Paychecks, we always had goals of like something we wanted to get and how we would get there. And they were all kind of not trivial, but like felt smaller than what now. Mm-hmm. Like now I want my son to do soccer and I want, I need to pay for a nanny and we need to pay for college one day. Like it's much bigger, like a much bigger motivation and maturity, like I said, that that comes with them. I think that's not something that people that are or companies should take lightly. Like I think moms that are coming back into the workforce, they, they bring that motivation and maturity. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, um, and maybe, maybe you also w- implied some of this in your answers is just gratitude. You know, people that maybe know that they could have been overlooked, but weren't mm-hmm. and got the job because someone understood and, and looked at their skill set. they may work harder. It's not just the maturity. It's also like, Hey, I really, I wouldn't say caught a break is the right terminology, but we all know how competitive these jobs are mm-hmm. and how selective they are to get. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Especially in Denver. Oh yeah. 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 Denver's a very competitive market, <laughs> and, you know, and it's, it's sort of one of those things where, Hey, I am going to work absolutely all out for you because I know you could have made other choices Absolutely, and you didn't, you yeah. know? And, and mm-hmm. so, yeah, no, that's great. I think other th- another thing I might lift out of some of your comments is, you know, you were trying on your own, uh, you were applying online, you were going on LinkedIn, you even got a couple interviews, but, um, and this is going to sound really self-serving, but <laughs> until you worked with uh, Chase MedSearch, it didn't mm-hmm. come together for you. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There, there were a couple other recruiters that had reached out to me and I had sent my resume to, but communication, they never followed up and never heard anything else, mm. even though I had followed up or sent other emails asking them what the process was or what the next steps were. Mm-hmm. But with you guys, it was really great communication from the start. And it was and it was like quick. It, it felt like a really quick process, which I really appreciated. Some companies really elongate the interview process and they'll mm-hmm. they'll wait a week or a week and a half before you hear anything back, no matter if you send that thank you note or check in or anything. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was nice really working with you guys and um having that communication, kind of having the I guess a little coach in the background too, because you knew yep. more about the company and you had had other people that you would help hire there as well. Yeah. Well, it's, it's definitely a partnership and you held up your end phenomenally well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and, and did a great job and obviously landed the job. What are you excited about as you look forward to uh, starting your career here? Gosh, I'm excited about a lot. Selfishly, financial security is probably the yep. number one thing mm-hmm. on one income the past few years it has been tight <laughs> to yeah. say the least. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. have some more financial security. I'm really excited about, like I said, that motivation really comes in. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then also just to kind of gain back that part of myself, I've always been pretty competitive and you don't get that in teaching and you don't really get that in motherhood at all. Yeah. If you're trying to compete mm-hmm. with your toddler, you're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So um, I'm excited about that part to kind of have some goals in my career and mm-hmm. hitting those and having some success out of motherhood. And there's, you don't really have 
very many people cheering you on when you're raising your kids, even though you should, and mm -hmm. you don't get the pat on the back nearly as much. And so to have that part, I'm really excited to have kind of gained that other part of myself, that, that independent part back. Yeah. As you prepared for interviews to get the job that you're in now, were you thinking ahead in terms of how am I going to answer this question or that question specifically as it related to stepping out of the workforce? Um, did you anticipate some things and how did you, how did you respond if those things came up? Yeah, absolutely. I knew that question was going to come up and I even beat them to the question a lot of the times mm -hmm. just to not explain myself, but kind of show them why that made me a better candidate, I guess, mm. especially in medical sales. I mean, you want that empathetic side. You don't want the quote unquote car salesman that's just trying to win the sale or whatever. You you need somebody that understands the patient. Right. Need somebody that understands the situation. And having kids, I mean, you you're naturally more empathetic. You have to be with kiddos. Mm -hmm. And so explaining that and kind of preparing, knowing that they're gonna be like, Well, what happened during these few years? And and as weird as it is, I mean, the the COVID thing. Not that it is an excuse by any means. I mean, it was kind of the perfect storm of having kids. I mean, you're at home. You, you got to raise your kids at home. Yep. So I knew that that would come up for sure. Why did you leave paychecks? It wasn't any bad reason or anything. It was that COVID happened and I had a kid. And you couldn't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. Kind of anticipating the question, heading it off, <laughs> yeah. you know, putting it in a really positive light and, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, not getting defensive about it too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Well, Allison, I'm excited to watch and track your career here <laughs> with this new employer. And thank you so much for being on today. Thank you for having me. Any other comments you'd like to add for folks in the audience out there that may be in your situation, about to be in your situation? Anything, any other parting words of advice you'd have? I think just try not to get discouraged. Try your hardest. Communicate. Find the connections. Like you said, I mean, I got lucky with you guys and a recruiter, but like it is all about who you know, too. So find your connections, build your LinkedIn, get advice from everybody you know, but, and, and you can do it. <laughs> it seems mm -hmm. scary, but you can do it. Great words. Thank you for being on. Yeah, of course. Thank you for joining us on the Chase MedSearch podcast. I hope that you gained some helpful insight from today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes and give us a like on your favorite streaming platform. It really helps grow our audience. For more information on Chase MedSearch, visit our website at chasemedsearch.com. Thanks again for joining us. Until next time, I'm Jordan Chase, and this has been the Chase MedSearch Podcast.